Hey you, you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy. Easy. For sheezy. It's way too easy. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad you cut it short. This is part two of episode 78. Uh, we want to get into the music, but before we do that, follow us on all the socials. We are on Instagram now, Ill-Advised Wise Guys. Follow us on Facebook at the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. Follow us on Twitter at Ill-Advised W Guys. Same thing. Uh, yeah, man, we post on there all the time. Check us out. We got funny shit going. Cool memes, videos, all that shit that y'all like on social media. So, yeah, and follow up. Follow our personal Twitter. My mine is Uche V A U C H A Y V A, and uh, I rent a lot on there, you know. And I and I talk about some cool shit. Yeah, you do. It's an extension of this show. Let's get um, it. I don't know what my Twitter is. What is it? I have no clue. Is it Q D Z? I believe it's Q D Z for Sheezy. You take it too easy, and don't believe me, and all this other shit that you added on top. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Let's do G-Eazy. it. G easy. G easy. G. Yeah. Uh, nah. Well, you too. You too cool my for Twitter, that now. You too cool Twitter, for G Easy. My Twitter account did not go from rap to rock. I'm still the same dude. Jeez. Um, if you guys are not familiar with the show, we do our Watch the Thrones segment, then we get into our ill and not to advise, where we give our uh our uncensored picks that we like, songs, singles, and stuff like that that drop. And we also talk about some songs that we don't like. Oh, and by the way, Watch the Throne is about albums and. Deluxes. Well, anyway, we'll get into all of that stuff. And then we end the show with our ill ill advised thoughts. Well, well, hold on. See, I don't is it your I I I I'm hearing thoughts, bro. I'm hearing thoughts. 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 Ill ill advised thoughts. Oh wait, I said thoughts, my bad. Thoughts. Sorry. In in ill advised thoughts. In this coronavirus era that we're in, you do not want to deal with no damn ill-advised thoughts. They do not wash their hands. They do uh, not. Yeah, that's true. They probably don't wash more things in their hands, but uh, yeah, let's not get into any of that. Um, shall we start the show? I think so. Yeah, let's get it. Watch the throne. So, with the first album... On the Watch the Throne segment, we got none other than the guy who doesn't drop that often, Amine, with his new album called Limbo. I will start us out here because I have been a fan of Amine's music. I think he's a very unique artist. Uh, I think he he delivers us with a lot of uh, different sounds that, you know, Dare I say, we don't really hear that often. Like, it's interesting to hear a guy that possesses so many different unique styles. Um, and then also, what's this thing about him always having a Charlie Wilson feature? Like, I don't know about you, man, but I respect any nigga that got a Charlie Wilson feature, like, every time around the block. Like, that's a different type of feature. If you got Charlie Wilson, the only other person that I can think of who gets Charlie Wilson as much as this guy does is Kanye West. That's the only other person I can think about. As long as he's doing that, then I don't care. If he's not doing nice. that, 
Um, can we get into first before we get into like the deep dive of the music itself? Album cover. What'd you think about it, man? Did you do you even remember it? Does it look cool? Like, does it does it not stand out? Give me your thoughts, man. I don't understand what the purpose of it was like him going like this. I don't know if he was trying to show that he has like a cavities or a diamond in his uh tooth or something. I have no clue. We all have cavities though. Um, so I don't know if you're supposed to be bragging about that. But I mean, it was okay, I guess. I don't really yeah. like the Limbo, but and I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. I really don't know what that type that that album cover is trying to tell me. I mean, I understand what limbo means, but like, what is he in the middle of? I mean, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. Weird, he, he, weird he, title. He talks a lot of on the album. Like, literally talks about some of his deep thoughts on the album. So maybe I gotta right. listen again. So. You know what though? I I respect, like I said, I respect Amine, and um, I did like the the Kobe Bryant aspect that he gave. You know what I'm saying? He gave a lot of tribute to Kobe, which was interesting. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, efficient project. I want to point out though, doesn't he sound a lot like Big Sean to you? Like, did you get that vibe? He's sounds similar they have similar like like go go back and listen man he sounds there were so many times where i said man bro like i didn't know big sean was on this song and i went and looked and didn't see his name i'm like okay uh that was strange uh i think i think the overall amine gave us a lot of instrumentation you know a lot of different sounds you know what i'm saying for for him to have this r&b hip-hop feel uh mixing in jazz mixing mixing in the overall uh, messages, like you talked about earlier, right? Uh, him talking about his mom in one of the songs, him talking about how, like I said, man, Kobe was such an inspiration in his life. Like a lot of people like that are around our age can relate to that, man. Overall, I thought it was a good project though, man. Good. It, was, it was a really good project. So now I won't even, I won't even say surprisingly good because it's not, like I actually expect Amine to drop quality work. So this was right on par with that. It was right on par. What do you yeah. think? So, you know, I, when you started off the, the topic of this album and Amine, I thought there was a couple things that you did not say about him that I, I think is important to add. Um, he is a fantastic rapper. Fantastic rapper. Um, I think he has a very good feel for music. Um, he can sing, but then also he's very charming. Like he's kind of like how Kyle is charming. Like they kill you with that charm. That's how Amine is too. So you don't necessarily have to love hip hop music to love Amine. He's just a very heartwarming dude. Uh, with that being said, uh, this album is kind of split into two, right? It's split into a hard-hitting hip-hop joint where you got songs like Shimmy, which I absolutely love. Then the intro, bruh, did you see how he started that album? Like, the intro was fantastic. I think the intro's called Burden. I liked it. I, li I like Burden a lot. I also, I also liked how that transitioned into Woodlawn. Like, yeah, like, transitions Woodlawn. The, them, those two, those two songs to, to start it out were, were really good. It was dope. And then, really, really good. 
And then it was broken into also like he had commercial R&B type joints, like the one with Summer, the song with Summer Walker, Riri, um, Compensating, which I think is a very underrated song. It's pretty fantastic. You know, I actually don't like that song, man. Really? I didn't like that song too much. I really didn't. I think it's a I, nice I, commercial. I remember, I remember when it came out, right? It, it dropped. That was the one of the, I, what, singles? I'll call it yeah. a single. Yeah, I wasn't really liking that joint like that. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's the production. I wasn't really feeling like that. I liked it. I liked it. I okay. thought it was a nice little quirky joint. It falls in line with what he does great because it that kind of sounded like uh, a couple songs he had on his previous albums. But uh, long story short, this album is for people that are just lighthearted hip hop fans. If you're tired of hearing all the same old trap stuff, you're tired of hearing all the violence and the braggadocious stuff, listen to this dude that is highly relatable to your regular Joe. And so that's why I think I liked it a lot. He, he might be, personally, in my opinion, I think he is the most relatable rapper in the game that's popping right now. You can't find many that are as relatable as him. He's definitely in that bag. In that bag, um, I think Kyle is super relatable. Um, but there's a bunch. There's a bunch. He he definitely does it really well. Really, really well. I agree with that. Um, let's move on, man. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we move on, what are some of your favorite songs? I think you you talked about a couple, but like, are those your favorite, or were those just the ones that you wanted to talk about? Yes, those are my favorites. Uh, let me take. Right, cool. So so we won't waste each other's time and actually give you my top. Five. Rady's game presents my top five. Uh, Riri, I thought was fantastic. Uh, Burden was one of my favorite. Pressure in my palms, I thought was dope as hell. Like I know a lot of people are gonna just kind of skip that one and say, "Oh yeah, you know, it, it's not as dynamic." But I thought that the energy on that song, the collaboration, like how uh, the, the chemistry between Slow Tie, Vince Staples, and Amine was great. Yep. Not compensating and I think Shimmy. Shimmy is one of the best just raw rap joints that came out this year, in my opinion. That is my favorite songs. My top five songs. Shimmy's my favorite. Interesting. I like I like majority of the ones you name. I like Riri a lot. Um really, really dope ass song. I liked uh Burden. I like Woodlawn. I liked Roots with, with Jid and Charlie Wilson. Like, that was, that was a dope experience to me. Like, like that, that was really tight. It was an interesting song. Yeah, like that. Like, I just even like the messaging in that song. Um, but again, like you said, man, Kyle, not Kyle, sorry. Uh, Amine is very good with messaging and relating to people. Uh, I would encourage y'all to listen to this straight up. Like, this is, this is quality music. Quality music. Yes, it is. Uh, let's keep it moving, though, man. Next album that we want to bring to you guys' attention is The Baby with his new album, well, deluxe version of Blame It On Baby. What'd you think about this, man? So, did, it, did it even stand out? Is this something that you cared about? So just, just adding this, um, The Baby said to the people that, um, he thought he he told his executives that this is a deluxe album. This is a deluxe portion that was added to the album, but he's actually uh, was in album mode when he made it. Like so, this is 
considered a brand new album to him. With that being said, I actually think this deluxe was pretty good. I know a lot of people hated it for some odd reason. A lot of people hated it, but I thought it was fantastic. I thought the baby continued to experiment. Matter of fact, I'll go a step further. I think the stuff that he was experimenting with on the original version of Blame It On Baby, he perfected on the deluxe version of Blame It On Baby. Like a bunch of the songs sounded like better versions of iPhone. Um, a bunch of the songs sounded like better versions of um, some of the melodic slash, um, you know, borderline R&B songs that he usually, he, he made on the, the, the two prior projects. So I actually really liked it, but I understand a whole bunch of people do not like the project. I don't get it. It might be baby the baby fatigue, whatever the case may be. I liked it. Hmm. Uh, I will say this. There were a couple songs on here I enjoyed. You know, for it to be 10 songs, right? I believe it was about 10 songs. Um, there were a few that, that stood out to me. I like the joint with Young Thug, Blind. That was dope. Um, nice little rhythmic joint. I, I can hear that on the radio. You know how to... Listen, the baby is entering into a whole... Well, not entering, because he kind of already started this. The man is now with the people. He is now a radio artist. He's opened up that whole bag where he's giving these people different sounds. I'm not mad at it. He gave, he gave us Find My Way, right? That was dope. That was different, right? We, didn't, we never even heard the baby on that type of song when he dropped it on the original version of this album. So with that being said, uh, other than Blind with, uh, with uh, what's, his, what's his face? Uh, Young Thug, like I thought was pretty good. I also like the joint with uh Stunnerfo Vegas, no dribble. I thought that was pretty interesting. I like the energy on that song. Stunnerfo Vegas had a pretty decent performance. Uh I don't know, man. I guess I represent the people that you're talking about because overall it's like this joint didn't really do a whole lot for me, dog. It just didn't. Like it's not, it's not, I don't even think it's baby fatigue, because I, I I actually like the baby's music. I rock with it. Um, I like his experimentation. I appreciate that from him because for whatever reason, people are afraid and, and they're, they're, they're scared of the fact that he's not, he hasn't switched up his sound. Um, I'm with the, yo, if it ain't broke, don't fix it with the baby specifically. Cause I don't even think his run has even been that long for him to start switching shit up. Like why are people complaining about that? That's what I don't get. But Overall, this deluxe didn't really give me a whole lot. Like I thought a lot of these songs was were attempts at trying to do more and trying to be a bigger, get into a different lane. And I just don't feel like they were that strong, honestly. Like the, the, the songs on here just were not that strong. Straight up. I mean, I think that's so. I get that. I mean, it's so there's a difference in my opinion of not that strong and bad. I think for the people that are calling the deluxe edition bad, uh, that's not that's not accurate. But you know, you know what's interesting? Uh, somebody commented on a post I did on Ratings Game Music about the, the album, the uh, album review that I did, and they said, you know, some of the songs I like, but they sound very similar to um, Rockstar. Uh, you know Rockstar with the baby and 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 Roddy Rich. 
Uh, who, do, who doesn't know that song? That song his, is incredible. His hit song. So that song you know, is a hit hit. That's some, a different type of hit. It's a hit hit. So sometimes an artist finds that sound that got them success and they continue on with that sound. I think that's what happened here. A lot of the songs sound very similar to Rockstar. And I think people kind of listened to the songs and were like, ah, I've already heard this song by the baby. I don't really, I, Rockstar is dope, but you know, you don't got to do Rockstar 10 times. I am not one of those people. If Rockstar sounded good and he wants to make songs that are similar, I don't dock him points for that, but I get it. You know? Well, I mean, well, I mean the same can be said about what he did the first go round, right? Like, if you think about it, put the deluxe aside, right? Let's just look at the original Blame It On Baby, right? He had joints that sounded the same. Like, if you really think about it, if you go back, this, like songs like Talk About It, not Talk About It, that was a little different, Jump, uh, Drop, Blame It On Baby, where he gave you his, his typical style that he would always give you. You could argue that all the, way across, all the way across the board that the baby sounds similar on the majority of his, of his songs because the production is so close, right? I just feel like we didn't learn a whole lot with this deluxe. Like it just, it just was just more songs, I guess. I don't think they were that amazing, but hey, maybe it'll grow on me, maybe it won't, we'll see. Good, I thought, I mean, some of my favorite to kind of point out some of my favorite, um, I, I liked, I thought Trouble was good. I, it, trouble for whatever reason don't resonate with people. People keep talking about the baby needs to switch his style up and such and such. The baby actually does storytelling on Trouble. Like, and then hits us with a nice little melody, nice little hook. I thought Trouble was pretty good. Peephole, uh, I thought was really good. Uh, Blind, like you mentioned, Young Thug, with Young Thug, that was good. I thought he spazzed on Go. And then TLC was pretty dope with Gunna. So, I mean, half of the album, in my opinion, at least, was pretty dope. But it may grow on you. It may be something that, you know, you're just like, I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing him. I get it. We shall see, man. Uh, what I will say is, eh, it was average to me. Let's move on, though. NLE Choppa dropped his, I guess, long-awaited album called Top Shata. Uh, yeah, what, what, what can I say about this, man? Because, you know, I don't, I'll just be honest with y'all, man. I don't really get the hype behind NLE Choppa. I did. Before this album dropped, I understood the hype behind NLE Chopper. After this album dropped, I do not get the hype behind NLE Chopper. The reason I say that is because not because he sounds like NBA Youngboy. It's not about that. A lot of people sound like a lot of people, right? But he just hasn't really carved out a, a, like his own style to me. I don't really know who he is. I don't really know how to place him. I don't even really think his music is that impactful. Like the joint, it's either not impactful or it's not for me. Where I'm talking about like he's catering towards the young, 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 young crowd, right? If you really think about it, he's very predictable as an artist. Like every other word is something that I could have came up with. Every other word sounds like something that he wrote already. It's, it just sounds like one long rerun. Every song of his, 
is repetitive. The baby got the same criticism. He gets the same criticism for being repetitive from a flow standpoint. I think NLE Choppa's majority of his songs sound similar. Now, where that deviates is there's certain songs on this album where they kind of sound a little overproduced, right? It, it's almost like this album is a mix between a mixtape and, and an actual studio album where he actually worked with quality producers. And then the other ones, he kind of just took from joints that he dropped randomly uh, on the side. I'll give you an example. Shot to Flow 5. That joint came out, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I thought that was one of his best shots of flows. He, he has like five of them. How is that possible? He has three, four songs in a row that, are shot, that say shot to flow. <laughs> like, if that doesn't give you the indication of what I'm talking about, of his repetitive nature, then I guess y'all just don't understand where I'm coming from. Now, the album was all over the place, not only from, again, not only from a content standpoint, but just, it just wasn't well put together. Maybe he's just not my cup of tea, but I do feel like NLE Choppa is not refined enough for me to really say he stands on his, he stands on his own as an artist. He just sounds too generic for me. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not really with that. I'm not with the genericness. You can sound however you want to sound. You can bite whoever you want to bite, but don't sound generic. Like, sound like you have your own style or like you're even attempting to do something different. And I don't get that from him. I think the album is decent to, to bad. It's, it's, it's more like, if I had to grade it, I would give this joint about a D, for real, for real. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts, man, because I know you, you talked about NLE Chopper in the past. So uh, I think you like him, right? Did you like this album, though? Uh, I didn't necessarily say I liked him. I, I think he has very, he has high potential. Like he has, his potential is high, like to be somebody great. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say what you're saying in terms of he sounds generic. I think that's the word that you used. I don't quite think he sounds generic. I think he he actually sounds pretty unique. Um, his music is very action packed, very violent. Uh, there's only two people in that lane: Young Boy Never Broke Again and NLE Chopper right now. And um, his energy, he has tons of youthful rebelliousness, anger uh, that is on this album and, and and here's the thing if you paid attention to this album like i did it cut it, it's it's cut two different ways like the first couple of songs are like just turn up like what i said was he raps at 100 miles per hour like he doesn't necessarily take the time to 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 to, to be thoughtful with his words you know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily give you meaningful content for a good chunk of the album. But towards the end, he starts to get a lot more vulnerable. Uh, he starts to get a little more touching with his words. And he, he, he talks a lot about depression. He talks a lot about uh, paranoia, talking about love and its impact on him. So initially, I wanted to give the album a D. But as, this, as it played more and more, I said, you know, there's meaningful songs at the bottom. And if you know his story, he's actually battling depression. He's talked about suicide a couple times. So 
those songs towards the end, which I know you guys are lazy, so I'm going to go ahead and do the work for you. Uh, there's songs, a song called literally called Depression, where he talks about depression. Um, Paranoid, he talks about all the stuff that's going on in his life that's bothering him, demons that he's fighting. Um, Watch out for the narcs. There's, there's some meaningful stuff in there. And then also, there's a couple hits too. Like, I think Camelot's fire. You know, I think uh, Welcome Down's pretty dope. I think uh, Neighborhood Watch is dope, Narrow Road. So it's not horrible, but you just got to put on a cap. You got to say, I feel like listening to some crazy ass music right now. And if you put that cap on, it's a lot more stomachable. Um, I, I suppose. However, nah, I'm not rolling. I'm not. It's cool, though. Um, and the thing is, it's, it's, this has nothing to do with like his content, right? Like his content is no different to me than, again, NBA Youngboy or any other other insert trap rapper like his content is not the issue I have with him. Um, it's more so he doesn't really dive into any, any detail at all. It's like everything is so surface level with everything he says. Everything. And, and, and it's just, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe if he goes a little deeper, I'll feel a little different. But hey, we'll see. Yeah. Or maybe not. Because well, I'm, not listening, I'm not listening to it again. Okay. Uh, let's move on, though. Next album... We have to talk about is Rod Wave's new new joint called Pray for Love, the deluxe version. What do you think it is, man? You know what? I I've come around with Rod Wave, believe it or not. I feel like uh I love his sound, man. Like I I I there's I have more appreciation for Rod Wave. Maybe it's because not a lot of amazing albums came out this week. So I had time to actually sit down and listen to his style of music a little more. But I thought this deluxe edition of his Pray For Love album was pretty damn good. Um, you know, Rod Wave is very similar. We talked about this earlier. Rod Wave is very similar to a lot of other like soulful trap rappers. Um, the thing that I think is different that he does differently than them is he knows how to create a, he knows how to harmonize amazingly. He be sounding like he caught the Holy ghost over and over again on his songs. Like you feel the pain, you feel just uh, some of the demons he's fighting. You feel how important love is to him when he raps and sings. I think, you know, from a music standpoint, it's okay. You know, he's not the best singer in the world. He's not the best rapper in the world from a music standpoint. But from a standpoint of vulnerability that a human being is showing in their music, it's top notch. I've not seen a rapper this vulnerable in a while. He's more vulnerable than, than Heartbreak Drake when Drake was over here talking about he was sleeping in the sheets of beds that of women that went to work. Like he, Rod Wade literally pours his heart out on every song he makes. And I think that there's value in that. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I've been, I, I've been way higher on Rod Wave, I think 
than you have, I guess, historically. But yes, I to me personally, I think his music is undeniable because of what you just alluded to, right? Like, I think the difference between him and um, I hate to compare because they do two completely different things. But again, bringing back NLE Chopper, for example, right? I'm not comparing the music. I'm comparing the feeling I get when I listen to it. I don't really get anything out of NLE Chopper's music. However, when I listen to Rod, Rod Wave, I, it's like, I don't even need to know what he's talking about to understand the feeling and the pain that he's trying to uh, deliver, right? I believe that's the essence of music. And I think Rod Wave understands that. Like you said, harmonies, melodies galore. The man understands music. And for that, we gotta, we have to put, Rod Wave is the type of artist that we have to highlight because there's too many other bullshit ass artists out here doing things that are not, that should not be even, even talked about. Like we shouldn't be discussing new music from a lot of these <laughs> sucky artists. I mean, I don't even feel like naming names right now, but there's too many to name. Rod Wave specifically though, he, he understands music and he gets it. And I think that's why people fuck with his music. It, 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 it's, a, it's, more of a, it's more of a spiritual experience when you listen to his shit. That, that's what I get from it. So, I get, yeah, man. I, that's a great way to put it. More of a spiritual feeling. I, 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 I feel that. And that's facts. It's, it's, yeah. it's the closest thing uh, to rock. Or sorry, not rock. It's the closest thing to gospel rap that I've ever heard. Like from like dog. Not a Christian. Dog, did you dog just give you one of the latest examples, right? We talking about the deluxe album, but did you hear through the wire? For God's sakes, the hell? The man is pouring his heart on the record. Are you hearing this shit? Yeah, it's crazy. It's Are, crazy. This, like I get goosebumps when I listen to this nigga's music, honestly. I really do. I don't get goosebumps when I listen to Lil Pump. When I listen to this guy's music, I turn the joint up loud. I make sure I understand what the hell is going on because he's saying something very important that I think uh, we can feel on some level. So anyway, uh, we want to know what you guys hear about the album. I'm sorry. We want to know what you guys think about the album. Let us know if you think it's fire or not. They're ill and they're not. So advice. So. For our next segment, my favorite segment, mine, we're going to talk about what's hot and what's not in terms of singles that dropped in the last couple of days. Um, I'll start it off. First song that I want to talk about is actually Mulatto and Gucci Man Muwap. So funny story. Uh, one night I randomly woke up at like 3 a.m. And sometimes when I randomly wake up, I check Twitter and I'm like, okay, I go through Twitter. What's trending? What are people talking about? And I see Mulatto's name at the top. I'm like, if we're talking about Mulatto, Mulatto, the girl, not like Mulatto, the derogatory term that they use for light-skinned people, um, she must have dropped heat, fire. So I do my research. I look it up and I find out that she has a song with Gucci Man called Muwap. Bruh, I played the joint and I said, if she's trending, this, jo this joint must be fire. That joint's fire. 
I had no clue Mulatto was that good of a rapper. Like on Muwap, which Muwap is a, a kind of a, a, a flipping of a freaky girl. Remember that joint by Gucci Man? She's a very freaky girl. Get it from her mama, mama. Um, she hops on that joint and just spazzes. Just killing verse after verse, bar after bar. We're talking top-notch confidence. We're talking decent punchlines. We're talking flows that are impregnable. We're talking swagger. Everything you can think of when it comes to like spicy ass rappers, she showed me on that song. And then Gucci Man's actually on the song also. And he has a, a nice little decent verse uh, that's tough as hell, but then also, you know, relevant to the topic at hand. So I thought Muwap was one of the big standouts that dropped in the last two weeks. Another song I want to talk about is Young Dolph Death Row. Um, to me, Young Dolph is like four or five and O oh in 2020. Remember that conversation we had about who's better, Young Dolph or um, Moneybag Yo? Every single time Moneybag Yo drops, I'm like, ah, you know what? I like Moneybag Yo more than Young Dolph. He got bars. I like his swag. And yes, rightfully so. Moneybag Yo is that dude. But there is something about Young Dolph's music, man. It's next level. It's cinematic. It's riveting. Uh, his last couple of joints that he dropped have just been like amazing hip-hop joints. Uh, this latest one is Death Row, uh, where, you know, he pretty much talks about being this big boss that, you know, don't want people all up in his videos. Uh, uh, you know, uh, somebody who is rocking more chains than your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, somebody that got money and, 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 and got shooters on deck. Like, to me, it, more than the content, it's the vibes of the song. They scream out heroic. They scream out like, yo, big deal. And to me, that's what I think Young Dolph, that's where he separates himself from other rappers. Like, he's just a big deal when he hops on the mic. And I think Death Row will, will, will remind you how big a deal he is. And then the last song I want to highlight that's ill is Uzi and Future, Over Your Head. Once again, you know what? We got bamboozled. We got hoodwinked. We got, what else? What's a, what's a synonym for hoodwinked? Bamboozled, hoodwinked. Run amok. Uh, lied to, run amok. Because. Nah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a synonym, but okay. Lil Uzi Vert and Future said they were supposed to drop an album last week. I waited by my fireplace in the Indian position, you know, sitting down, ready to listen to this album featuring these two heavy hitters. And it never came out. Instead, the next day, Friday afternoon, they dropped two new songs. One is, um, uh, 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 Patek, Patek, whatever, however, wherever the hell you're from, you tell me. Um, and then the other one was Over Your Head. I liked Over Your Head a little more. I thought that one was a little more catchy. Uh, that one's more radio friendly. I thought that one catered to what Uzi does very well, but then also what Future does very well. And to me, um, 
I can see the song really blowing up in clubs worldwide. And I can see the song uh, serving as a great appetizer for something greater. So um, those are the three songs I want to highlight. Once again, Mulatto, Gucci Man, Muwap, Young Dolph, Death Row, Uzi, and Future Over Your Head. The not so advised song that I want to talk about is Lil Wayne's song called Thug Thug with uh, Gutta Gutta and Jay Jones. So to me, here's the thing. Lil Wayne, as of late, especially these last couple of uh, years, he's been striking out quite a bit. Like, I get it. Like, dude can wrap circles around anybody, but there's so many different Lil Waynes in the game right now that his sound, he's almost like a middle-of-the-pack Lil Wayne compared to what all the other Lil Waynes that are just like him are. Like, for instance, I think Young Thug is a version of Lil Wayne, but the Young Thug has perfected being Lil Wayne. I don't think Lil Wayne has perfected being this new age Lil Wayne that sings and, and does all this experimental stuff. With that being said, on Thug Thug, I feel like Lil Wayne, he just, it, it, it's, there's a thin line between being creative and experimental and being stupid or sounding stupid. To me, he tried to experiment on this Thug Thug song with all types of uh, melodies and singing styles, but he just strikes out, and, I, and that's been consistent. I don't think necessarily he's a bad rapper. I just think that when he experiments, he's, not, he's no longer resonating with people when he experiments. But there you go. That's my ill and not so advised. Curious to know what you think. That's interesting. That's an interesting list. Um, first and foremost, I haven't heard the the joint with Mulatto and, and Gucci Man. Um, I saw when it dropped though, so I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. If you say it's that tight, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, as for the Young Dolph one, I haven't heard that as well. I fuck with Young Dolph though. Um, and you're right, man. We had that combo about him and uh, Money Bag Yo, and who is the I guess the better artist. Right, I'm still holding on the money back. However, I do understand why people fuck with Dolph. Like, I get it. I get it, hundred percent. I think at this point, it's just a stylistic difference for me. I think I prefer Money Bag's style over him, but nonetheless, not to compare. I'm gonna check that joint out too. As for that last joint, you're right, man. Protect. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Um, the one that they did. I guess hit people over the head with, which was over your head. That one, that one had a nice little ring to it. I understand why that joint could take off, you know. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, I won't appreciate. I don't appreciate any Lil Wayne slander on this show. Okay, I'm still riding the high that that man put up on that song with Jack Harlow, Tory Lanez, and what's his face, the baby. You know what I'm talking about. What's popping remix? I'm yeah. still riding on the high. I don't even want to hear none of this slander. But you're right, though. He's been striking out. He actually, you know, he dropped the EP recently that I think nobody gave a fuck about. It was like four or five songs, some skateboarding. I think it was, it was like Skateboard Wheezy. Oh, was it a deluxe edition? Or I thought it was a deluxe edition to an album. I Nah, he just released four songs. This is a few weeks ago. It 
just nobody gave a fuck about it. Um, really, I didn't. I and didn't I'm and I'm not surprised. I didn't but, know that. Yeah, man. Good list though. Good list. I'm gonna check those songs out. Okay. So. So for me, I got a couple songs that uh, I want to highlight. Uh, number one for me is Georgia Smith. She dropped a new joint called By Any Means. You know, Georgia Smith is a very, very talented. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's up, man? What's up? You just make this good. Address, do not call her Georgia Smith ever again. It's Mrs. Dominic 2.0. All right. I, I knew he was going to say some stupid shit, but it's cool though, man. I was about to, I was about to talk sweet nothings in my, in my girl, my, my second girl's ear, but here you come fucking up the damn reunion I got. Right, listen, listen, see these? I'm ready to uh, fight who I love. Okay? Okay? Uh, anyway, uh, George, dude, Georgia Smith, man. Georgia Smith, man. I, I, I think in this song she was talking about me when she was saying, by any means I will fight. She, I think she was talking about fighting for, for the love that she had for me. I, I believe that's what she was saying. Because um, about that, joint, that, that joint, no, I think she was talking about me. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I felt every word. Like, I, like, Georgia Smith is one of those performers where... It almost seems like probably seeing her live is 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 the only way you can really get into the room and, and really understand the energy that she brings on these songs. This song is dope as fuck. Like I'm talking about one of the better and more powerful songs that I've heard this year. Um, just overall, just from a messaging standpoint, from a musical standpoint, I love it. I love it. It immediately made my uh, my my uh, my list. Of personal songs, I think you guys will love it too, man. Go check out that by any means by Georgia Smith. Uh, next song, Rick Ross dropped a new joint called Pin to the Cross. You guys may already be familiar, but he and Two Chains recently had a versus battle, and uh, in that battle, you know, we got to appreciate Rick Ross and his catalog. And we got to appreciate 2 Chains and also his catalog as well, which is interesting because I know for a fact people were disrespecting 2 Chains' name and putting mud on his name going into that battle. I don't think, it's, I don't think people don't understand what 2 Chains has done from a, from a, a career standpoint since he rebranded himself as 2 Chains. But I think it's... I don't think we all appreciate 2 Chains not only from a... a a, what he's able to do, what he's able to do from a hit standpoint, but he's also provided us with bars galore. Two Chains as a rapper is amazing, but this ain't about Two Chains. Rick Ross specifically dropped a new joint where he was getting at uh, a lot. Of, he was addressing a lot of different things. Terry Crews was one, uh, and you know you gotta appreciate Ross when he wants to speak on some shit. And uh, I think it's interesting though, because doesn't it always feel like Ross has become a very vocal figure? in hip hop, like before our eyes, whether you love it or not. He always seems to address things that people are talking about in a way in which maybe we not even ready to hear. Because remember, he got at, uh, he got at Birdman when him and Lil Wayne, when Lil Wayne and Birdman were having issues. <laughs> he dissed Birdman 
in an interesting way. Uh, defending Lil Wayne and defending DJ Khaled. Uh, he somehow find, found his way in that, in that dispute between August Alcina and Jada Pinkett over here dropping on, jumping on Entanglement's, uh, the song. I think that was, that was just interesting. He had no business on that song to me. But again, this is Ross speaking on matters that are relevant to what's going on. Pin to the Cross is another example of Ross speaking what is on his mind. He's, he got at Terry Crews. He got at a lot of people. And um, I've come to appreciate Ross and his unapologetic ways of just giving us his opinion and his POV. So y'all should check that out. It's, a, it's an interesting song. Plus, Ross hasn't dropped any new music since he dropped, what, Port of Miami 2? Um, nonetheless, go check that out. It's, it's pretty tight. Lastly, I want to talk about Pink Sweats because <sighs> Hey guys, um Pink Sweats is uh arguably one of the most talented musicians <laughs> that is making music today. I'm sorry if this broke news for the people who don't know who the fuck Pink Sweats is, but hopefully by the end of this rant, you will understand who Pink Sweats is. He dropped a acoustic version of his new song or newer song called 17 and it is phenomenal like i'm talking about it is one of the best songs i've ever heard like it's that good as a matter of fact i don't speak on this very often but that song is going to end up in my wedding i promise you when i get married 17 will be part of that playlist. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I think you guys who are in relationships, and uh, even if you're not, man, go, go appreciate the musicality of this record, man. That shit is incredible. Um, on to some songs that are not so advised. I have one. And it's, uh, you know, I hate to do this to my man, but uh, ASAP Ferg, man. ASAP Ferg got to come to the carpet, man, because... You know, normally I fuck with ASAP Ferg and everything that he does. However, he dropped a new record with Nicki Minaj and Made in Tokyo. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who love that song. Uh, and by the way, the song's called Move Your Hips. Pretty sure there's a lot of people who love that song. And I'm not trying to convince you guys to not like the song. However, I just want to let you guys know that the song is not as cracked up to what I think it could have been if there was a little bit more added to that song. Like, I just feel like with a, with a Nicki Minaj feature, I'm expecting a bigger song. I do believe Nicki Minaj still has that effect in music, especially from a feature standpoint. So it was just a little unfortunate to hear her give, like, to me, just a, just a lackadaisical, like, verse. I, I wasn't moved by this song at all. Now, maybe this is me being in quarantine. Maybe this is me not understanding the direction of the song. Maybe I need to hear this shit when I'm out clubbing, if that is possible these days. That song is overrated. I saw a lot of people giving it up to that song. Let me not even get into Made in Tokyo. He's not a good artist. Um, and I hate to break it to his fans, but I'm just not fucking with this song. I hate to put it so bluntly, but... It just wasn't even that tight to me. So anyway, that's my only song for the not so advised. What did you think of this list?
Um. And by the way, let's start. Watch from, your watch your tone when it comes to Georgia Smith, please. Hey, I, I, that's all I ask. Listen, watch your tone. Keep taking it, okay? It's not Georgia Smith. It's Georgia Dominic. But anyway, nobody knows who Dominic is. But okay. Uh, first and foremost, you know something that people don't. Uh, they don't tend to give people credit for that Georgia Smith did on by any means. She created a very complicated hook, very complicated course. To me, like that caught my attention. That, that tells me you know music when your course and your hook is multi-layered and it's a little more um, intricate. And I think that's what makes her such a good artist. She's very intricate with how she approaches music. By any means, is not just a simple song that you listen to and you, you bop your head to, or it's not just a simple song that you vibe out to. It's an intricate piece of work that needs to be appreciated almost like as if it's an artwork, art piece. So uh, that's how I feel about that by any means. Thank uh, you for keeping it respectful. Please move on. Thank you. I, why would I say something bad about wifey? Uh, she's she's not your wifey, but okay. I'm gonna handle this off camera. Watch your mouth. That's that's all I ask. That's all I ask. I still look. look I got these, man. Man, them weak ass knuckles, man. Get that shit out of here, bro. Like they've been through war, dog. Like, but anyway, uh, Rick Ross, pinned to the cross. I thought was a pretty dope song. Like it was it was cool because both him and Two Chains both released new songs right after their versus battle. They um, did. Into the Cross is like Rick Ross's version of like a, a black empowerment song. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a lot rawer than your average person. He don't care who he offends. I think that's pretty dope because he that was a tough ass take he did on uh, Terry Crews. He called that man a coon on a record. Call him a coon. Call that him a coon. is tough. I, even as, as much as I feel like Terry Crews has been wilding, saying some stupid ass stuff in the media. I think calling the man a coon, that's a that's going a little too far, bro. You it's so bad they cover that word up on articles. Like it's it's that's harsh. crazy. That's harsh. Uh but it's a pin to the cross a pretty good song. Uh Pink <laughs> Sweats. I don't know anything about Pink Sweats. This is actually my I, I've seen his name a couple times. Uh, but what I've noticed is it, it Sort of like how A Boogie with the hoodie started out wearing hoodies. It looks like Pink Sweats wears Pink Sweats everywhere he goes. So that's pretty interesting. Haven't heard this song. Um, I'm already married to George Smith, so I don't need a song or any suggestion for wedding oh, okay. That's no problem. Um, and then Move Your Hips with Ferg, Nicki Minaj, and Made in TYO. I thought this song, if you look at it a certain way, is 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 dope it's it's dope if you look at it from just like a party setting but like if you're trying to take it seriously and break down everything about the song you're not gonna think it's the best thing since thriller so i'll put it like this i'll put it like this for move your hips um what they were trying to accomplish with that song right i don't think it is going to work i just don't think they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish that, that's that's where i that's why I think the song is average, like completely like average. But, okay. It was five stops. So, for my ill-advised thought, 
not dot. I want to talk about role models in music. So I think we've been blessed enough to have a bunch of role models come our way in the music industry. Um, when you talk about people like Jay-Z um, from a sense of what he was able to build up and do, and now the knowledge that he's giving out to all the artists that are on the come up, to somebody like a Common, who, you know, throughout the years, he's been wise. Um, he's been approaching situations very mature, which is very inspiring. But then what people don't understand is that not everybody is built to be a role model. Not everybody is built to be Martin Luther King. Not everybody is built to be, um, you know, the John Lewis's of the world, the Barack Obama's of the world, the Jay-Z's of the world. Sometimes people that get into the limelight are just regular Joes that aren't necessarily people that you should be taking advice from. And so this conversation that we're having right now can go a bunch of different ways. It can go the cancel culture conversation that we can talk about, or uh, we can talk about how, uh, you know, what Beyonce was able to do with uh, her new visual album was just so amazing and so inspiring. What I want to talk about particularly is Doja Cat. So a lot of people that got to know who Doja Cat is got to know her from her first big single, which to some people was Juicy, to some people was Say So, um, to some people it was the joint that she had with Gucci Mane. Whatever the case may be, a lot of people got to know who Doja Cat was after she blew up. But if you know where Doja Cat comes from, the very first single I heard by her was actually a single called Moo. Moo, yes, Moo, the noise that a cow makes. And not only was the single a dumpster fire and just the trolling at the ultimate level, but in the video, Doja Cat is fully dressed in a cow outfit. She is clearly playing around and joking around in the video like a troll, like a goofball. And my main man, Tommy Monroe, he was the one that sent me uh, uh, pretty much that video to look at. And he was like, yo, look at this Doja Cat girl. Like, can you believe she did this? Can you believe she's trolling on the very first video like that everybody knows of her? Fast forward, she blew up. And now Doja Cat has been propelled to this supposed role model that we expect to do right every single opportunity that you see her. We expect Doja Cat to dress, you know, not provocative. We expect Doja Cat to say, exactly what we want to hear but if you know who she was where she first came out she was a troll like that's how she probably thought she would get popular by trolling so it's kind of funny to me when i see all these people talk about we should cancel doja cat doja cat was was seen at on a 
uh, white supremacist, uh, I guess, chat or something like that. Um, Doja Cat, oh my gosh, did you see the comments that she made? Oh my gosh, Doja Cat said she has COVID now and Doja Cat was trashing COVID, talking about how she's not scared of the coronavirus. We're all punks. People, Doja Cat, for the last time, started out trolling. Doja Cat is no different than that one friend that you have that you can never take seriously. Like, so we talk about cancel culture. I get it. Some of these people definitely do need to get canceled. But let's not expect that. Let's not expect every single musician to say something wise, to be smart, to be a role model. That is my ill-advised thought. Okay, interesting ill-advised thought. So, I understand where you're coming from, but when do we hold people accountable to, for whatever the hell they do? I mean, it sounds like it sounds like excuses are being made for her. Like, well, at what point does she have to stand on some of the shit that she does? Is kind of the question that I think needs to be answered. This is more so a conversation about us as people, as fans. Stop putting people on pedestals. Stop putting people that clearly they got popular as trolls. Like, just because they're famous doesn't mean they, they are obligated to be role models. Put your stock, put your energy into people that have shown you that they can lead. Put your energy into people that have shown you that whatever comes out of their mouth is probably going to be a lot wiser. Doja Cat has not a single moment that I've seen. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I haven't seen anything. Doja Cat not once has shown me that she is somebody that you should be taking seriously. Like every single time she opens her mouth, some type of like troll comment comes out. She is a troll at heart. Like, and we, we had friends that are trolls at hearts. There's people that are trolls at heart. Yeah, no, I get all that. I get all that. I'm just, I'm just asking. We got to change, you know. I, I, understand, I understand where you're coming from. I think we do, we do, and, you know, I guess we're all kind of guilty of this shit. We all kind of give too much power to these, these people out here that are quote-unquote celebrities, and, right? Yep. J. Cole is famous for doing that more recently with him and No Name going back and forth, right? basically talking about yo i'm not i ain't shit just because i rap don't mean i i, I want to be out here talking about shit right so i get it i get it but i do believe people should be held accountable for the dumb shit that they say and do yes you definitely so, so so if she did that thing that everybody's accusing her of that whole white supremacist group chat right i don't give a fuck if that's trolling she should have to explain that and i don't know if she has maybe she has but i didn't see it she should have to explain certain things that she does like, I don't think there's anything wrong with explaining yourself. If people are asking you to explain some shit that's looking very odd. I agree. Go ahead. It was pretty odd, though. I will say that. <laughs> Why bro, was she... Bro, she still... Bro, she has yet to explain that. And until she does, people are going to be off her music. I guarantee she you. She doesn't care. Like, have you, have you heard her talk? She doesn't... Yes. I've seen, interview, I've seen interviews with her... Goof, she's goofy as hell. Even when she said she had coronavirus, did you hear her explanation 
of like, I think she said, man, I, I, I couldn't eat bacon or something. I couldn't smell bacon. Like, she's, she's goofy. <laughs> like, she's a comedian. Nah, that's real. Um, no, nah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, you know, you, I want to give you props because you, you actually, um, you encouraged me to actually get at a topic that, uh, that I wanted to talk about. And I think it's, uh, I just think it's imperative that we all kind of just pay attention to shit that's happening right now. And uh, that is none other. You guys can't even hear me. Now you can hear me, right? Uh, it's none other than what's happening in the Chicago streets because, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about, um, you know, as things are happening these days with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, right? Everybody's like, oh, Man, of course black lives matter, but black lives can't matter until we all stop killing ourselves. I've heard a lot of that talk. And and I kind of understand where people are coming from. However, I think people are mixing up two different conversations. So while trying not to mix up two conversations right now, I'm just going to talk about the, <laughs> the people killing each other aspect. So... Recently in the news, there's a rapper by the name of FBG Duck. He actually was gunned down uh, in broad daylight in a downtown city in Chicago called the Gold Coast. Now, I've personally never been to Chicago. Um, I've heard great things about Chicago, especially downtown, um, and how amazing it looks and how there's so many things to do. There's water, there's beaches, there's little man-made things. It's a great place to be, especially in the summer. Maybe not necessarily in the winter because it gets cold as shit. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see the coverage of artists that end up being murdered in their own city. I think there's a trend that is going on, and we talk about it all the time. However, I don't want this ill-advised thoughts to be a, a sort of a down one. I kind of want to do a little bit mo more of an uplifting job with this one because, you know, it sucks, man. It sucks. I was reading an article the other day uh, about the fact that a YouTuber who puts out, and, and by the way, none of these people are named, um, sorry, they don't have a real name, so it's no point even giving you the rapper's name, but nonetheless, the rapper is on YouTube and he is being tried with in a crime of homicide and a judge is making the determination as to whether or not they're going to use his rap videos as evidence in the homicide murder because there's evidence according to the state that the person that was shot was in the video and then the crime happened on camera. It's, it's weird. I say all that to say FBG Duck, while he didn't deserve to die, I don't believe anybody deserves to die especially to be killed. He did release a song three weeks ago at rival gang members in the streets of Chicago. And I don't even want to get in, I don't want to get into the back and forth gang beef between the different gangs in Chicago because I'm not even hip. I'll be honest with y'all. However, one thing I will say is that I just found out who FBG Duck was and I went back and did a, just a little bit of digging. And I realized that, okay, this is a guy who actually has been dissing um, rappers in his own city, um, specifically 
the dead homies of the rappers in his own city and putting it on raps, putting it in video. And so I just think it's dangerous how these kids is playing with uh, music these days. And it's dangerous the type of, of violence that can, that can result from not only just street shit, which I'm, I'm not speaking on because I'm not a street dude at all. So this is less about that and more so about the advertising of street shit on social media and in YouTube videos and all over the place and how all these people are getting caught up by technology. And so while I don't know if FBG Duck's death is a result of the fact that his address was leaked uh, online and that's how the people knew where to get him. It is a whole lot of conspiracy stuff that's being talked. I don't know no details. I only know what the police have reported. Um, they are saying that Instagram was the reason why his killers uh, knew exactly where his location was at the time. So this is more of a lesson to, if you're beefing in the streets, man, please, just just what, turn your location off. Like, stop using social media as a damn platform to, like, just kind of advertise the beef that you got going on. It's like, I think things have become too real. It's almost like music has become so real that, they, that nobody can really tell the difference between entertainment and real life. It's all like become one thing. And I think some artists treat them differently while other artists treat it like it's reality. And so I'm paying attention to what's happening in Chicago because it's, it's, dude, it's, it's crazy what the hell's going on. It's crazy. It's a freaking war zone. This is not, I'm not, I'm pretty sure I'm not the first person to say this shit. I am the first, this is the first time I've actually done some research, just even a little bit of research. And I am troubled with the amount of killings and the amount of murders and the amount of uh, assaults and all the stuff that's crazy, craziness that's happening in Chicago. So, yo, man, I just wish uh, more for our people, man. Like, people have to stop, uh, like I said, man, using social media like it's a freaking game. Like, it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's really, really weird how social media is not as much entertainment as everybody else thinks it is. Some people think it's real life and it's, it's getting people killed. It's getting people killed. I, I can think of another example, Pop Smoke. The, the thing with him is they knew exactly where to hit because, um, and again, this is, all, this is all allegedly, of course, but the, the, the word was that people knew exactly where he was because of how he was posting on Instagram. They knew exactly where his location was. They knew exactly where he, where he was located and when. And that could have been a reason for his death. We don't necessarily know. However, man, we might never find out, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. I just wish everybody to be safe, man. That's it, man. That's my ill-advised thoughts. Be safe out here the way you use in social media. This shit is dangerous, honestly. This shit is dangerous. That's interesting. Um, you know, I steer clear from talking about Chicago because I feel like that's something that, like, the people that live there can only, like, attest to. Like, they really understand what's going on. I, I think it's such a complicated matter that I just steer clear from talking about it. Um, uh, the thing is, it's a tragedy with 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 dude, 
Um, but it's it's at this point, I just hope that murder, like especially in the hip hop community, cannot be something that's no like that's 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 no longer surprising. Like when you see that a, another Chicago rapper died, it's a lot of times from the outside looking in, it's like I'm not surprised that this happened because it's such a war zone. That's crazy to me. But it, it's a it's a it's a math, however you want to chop it up. It's a math, it's a equation, it's a formula that is going on down there that I just do not get. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I normally stay away from these topics as well, because you're right. It's not, I mean, I don't think it's not, we can have an opinion on what the hell's going on, but you're right, man. The people there will understand the nuances, but so this is less about that and Mm. more so about, um, you know, like I said, uh, the uses of social media and how it's actually, it's actually becoming a dangerous tool, especially for these rappers that are beefing and whatever these towns are, it's, it's become a problem. It's become a problem. And, and also you touched on something, man, because, um, you know, how do we stop normalizing things? Like, I don't know about you, man, but 2020 has been a, a year of normalization. We've, we, there's been so much crazy shit that's happened that whether you actually believe it or not, you're, you become desensitized to a lot of shit that's going on. Like, I think desensitization, de- being desensitized to things is, a, is, is the way we all cope with things, right? It's a way of like not allowing yourself to be bothered internally right by with by shit that's going on so while it can be a good coping mechanism it can also be a very detrimental one at the end of the day because i think people dying at this rate in hip-hop i i don't know i i can't ever make that normal that's not normal to me that like that's not that's not cool that's not normal i like that will never be a regular story I'm just like, oh yeah, another guy died. And uh let's well, what am I eating today? Like, nah. Crazy. It is so, crazy. Anyhow, uh everybody keep your head up, man. This this 2020 shit is almost over. Can you believe it's in, it's August? Can you believe that? Thank God. Get My this God. Get this year out the way. Facts. Uh, let's get up out of here, man. Hopefully, you guys stayed for the bonus content. Thank you guys for joining our show. <laughs> Leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe. Do everything you need to do to support the channel. Yo, we here, man. We, 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 doing, we doing some things. It's the Ill-Advised Wise Guys Podcast. And as always, if you're giving advice, make sure it's ill. <laughs>